Breath and Voice. This is a practical talk that continues to explore the relationship between postural support and breathing. These two elements also determine how well you use your voice. The voice is fueled by the breath, so free and easy breathing is a vital precursor to any voice work. So whether you are a singer, an actor, a teacher, or just want to communicate better, you will benefit from exploring your posture and breathing. This can be done very well in semi-supine. The breathing that you need to work on and improve first is quiet respiration. That is how you are breathing when there is no extra demand on you. If quiet respiration is inefficient, then when the stakes are raised, either because you need to do something more active, such as speak or sing, or you are under stress, then you are even more likely to tense up and interfere with your breathing and voice. Let's start with something very simple. Having got into semi-supine, with your hands resting lightly on your abdomen and allowed yourself to quieten a little, try the following experiment. Listen to all the instructions before you start, otherwise you will miss opportunities to explore your responses. You are going to swallow. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But as you do so, See if you notice any tightening of your neck muscles and pulling back or down of your head. In semi-supine, this tightening is usually quite obvious because your head will dig further into the books. So now, swallow. Did you notice anything? What happened to your head? What happened to your jaw? Did it tense up? What about your throat? And what about your arms? Did you tense them in order to swallow? Have another go and take a bit of time so that you can give yourself the instruction that you want your head to stay free from tension and that you want to be sure that your head isn't pulled about at all. Keep these thoughts going while you swallow. If you find you simply can't do it, this tells you a lot about your breathing habits. Do this a few times to familiarise yourself with the thinking necessary to stop you pulling your head in towards your shoulders. Now try something else. Open your mouth by letting your jaw drop. This also sounds simple, but for many people it reveals an unconscious habit of pulling the head back. Again, lying in semi-supine will encourage you to observe this. It will seem odd to open your mouth in this position, but it needs much less effort than you think. If it seems really awkward, then you are likely to be using a lot of tension to open your mouth and will do so when you speak or eat or sing. 
As before, practice a few things reminding yourself that you only want to open your mouth, that's all. You don't want to stiffen your neck muscles or push your tongue down to your lower jaw or hold your breath. All you want to do is open your mouth. As well as observing your head and neck, maintain the thought that you would like your back to lengthen and widen. Often if we distort ourselves when speaking, lying in semi-supine will reveal this in a number of ways. It may be that you pull your lower back off the floor when you take a breath to speak. Before we get to that point, we are going to experiment with some breathing procedures. Take a breath in through your nose, ensuring that you keep thinking of lengthening as you do so, and then open your mouth and breathe out slightly through your mouth. Don't make any particular shape with your mouth, just open it as you were doing before and breathe out. Don't force out a long breath, just let it happen. At the end of the out breath, close your mouth and let the air come in through your nose. Then do the same again, repeating the exercise. If this makes you feel uncomfortable, stop and try later. The idea is not to force anything. On the out breath, your throat will open up and your soft palate, the roof of your mouth, will tend to lift, particularly if you have kept your head directing out away from your shoulders. Even though you have remained silent on the out breath, you will have produced a kind of sigh that if you were to write it down would be the word ah, the vowel sound. So now, next time you breathe out, whisper this ah sound. Don't force it, just let it happen. Practice this a few times, paying attention to your neck and back so that you avoid any unnecessary tightening of your muscles. Now add some more thoughts to the process. Have the sense of lightness around your cheekbones, eyes and forehead, as if you were just about to smile with your eyes, but don't actually do so. It's a direction, not an action. It starts with the thought of space and openness inside your mouth and a sense of amusement that could make you smile any second but doesn't actually do so. Let's go through it again. Keep in mind that you want the neck to remain free and not tense so that your head can be directing or pointing away from your shoulders and your whole back can be lengthening and widening. Remember the sense of an inner smile 
that can make your eyes sparkle and encourage your soft palate to rise. Now breathe in gently through your nose with your mouth closed. Keep the sense of lightness in your cheekbones, forehead and round your eyes. Open your mouth and let your jaw fall without clamping anything in your jaw and throat. Whisper the vowel sound ah on the out-breath. Close your mouth to let the air come back in through your nose. Notice if you then stiffen round your neck or jaw or arch your back. Take an experimental attitude towards it. Rather than trying to get it right, just notice what goes on. In this way, you will find you can pay more attention to your whole body use rather than directly to the end result of your experiment. Notice how much movement there is under your hands as you practice. Your ribs should open out and expand, but for many people they don't. Either the movement takes place entirely from the abdomen or the rib cage lifts up and comes down in a solid lump. Your abdomen will naturally move as you breathe and you don't want to stop it, but you also want freedom in your rib cage. Your ribs should be able to expand and contract easily. This won't happen if your neck muscles are held stiffly and your back is shortened. So lying in semi-supine, as you are now, sets up the best conditions for you to explore how you breathe. It may seem very simple, and as if, really, you are not doing very much at all. But if you persist, you will discover a lot of useful information about your own patterns of muscular coordination and use. We're going to finish with a counting exercise. This is because counting is so automatic, there is the possibility of paying attention to your coordination as well as speaking. As before, listen to all the instructions before you start. You are going to count in cycles of five. So one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, and so on, repeating the cycle as often as necessary. Don't count at top speed, just at a normal speaking speed. Make sure your hands are resting on your abdomen so that you can feel your rib movement when you do this exercise. With your mouth closed, Breathe in through your nose. Open your mouth and count out loud in cycles of five in one breath. In other words, don't stop at the end of the cycle of five and take a breath in. You will probably manage two or three cycles depending on the speed. Pay attention to what is happening under your hands. If you feel your abdomen tighten up 
and push up into your hands, you will know you are using much too much effort just for counting. Think how much unnecessary effort you use for speech. Pay attention also to your back. If you tighten up in your abdomen, your back is likely to stiffen and pull away from the floor. What about your neck and head? Have you reverted to being a tortoise, pulling your head and neck back into your shoulders? Experiment with these ideas in your own time and you will discover a lot about your breathing patterns and have the chance to change them. Try them out sitting in a flat bottom chair so you can have an opportunity to observe yourself in upright posture. Treat the whole thing as an exploration rather than something you must get right. The quality of sound you make will change as your use changes. If you are a singer, you'll be very tempted to make a nice sound, even though all you are being asked to do is whisper a vowel sound or count. Resist the temptation to change your sound directly. If you do so, you will slip into old tension patterns associated with previous efforts you made trying to get a sound that you wanted. Although it seems a very odd concept, the more you concentrate on controlling the sound, the less likely you are to allow anything different to happen. If you keep your attention on improving your use, then your sound will change. You will produce a sound quality that is natural to you. It might surprise you. This is the end of the talk. 